Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Welcome to Children of Erte. We're so excited to have you with us. Uh, today, as usual, we will send it over to Adam to talk about our sponsors. Our incredible sponsors, starting with Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Yeah. You can grab an Electrum chest code on the overlay or bouncing around in chat. And thank you, Idol Champions, for the support as always. And you can also get... 10% off a purchase with Die Hard Dice. And so we're starting this alphabet thing that is, uh, I'm going to say Marcus Reedner again uh, here has supplied us with an incredible list, which is such a big help to me that I did not have to think about this all myself. So thanks again for that, Marcus. Really, really I was going to say you were, uh, you were scraping the bottom of the dice tower. Yeah, that, that definitely <laughs> it. Definitely it. So uh, Die Hard Dice has supplied us with these bravery bones that we are now rolling. So uh, come back next week for, you know, uh, whatever's going to be C and then D. Oh you know how the alphabet works. So so we're going to we're going to go through it here on this. Um, I love what this. What was A list. again? A was uh, adventure. adventure adjudicators. Yes. Ah. So, oh, yeah. yes. Yes. So bravery, bravery bones, bones, Die Hard Dice. You can get 10% off your order with the code Erte. And uh, we are also going to give away some gift cards in chat. So keep your eye out for that here tonight like, as well. It's like that game where like, you're like, I'm going to get apples. I got apples and bananas. I got apples, bananas, and cherries. That, that We're going to have to play that game now. <laughs> I've that game the alliteration. In Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. So, uh, and then finally tonight, you will hear the dulcet tones of Sirenscape because epic <sighs> games need epic sound. I am Adam Bradford. I'm the CDO at Demiplane, and I am playing Silas Jordan. Woohoo! <laughs> Following up on Silas, I'm Alicia Marie. Um, you can find me on socials at Alicia Marie Body. I am a professional custom artist, designer, and um, improv role playing performing artist. I like the way that sounds. And tonight, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I do. I like the way it sounds. I keep saying it all the time. Anyway, um, tonight <laughs> I am playing your deceptively strong bird loving spider hating attorney Feruza Armstrong. Hello, I am Jen Kretschmer. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and the places as at Dreamwisp. You can find me streaming on Twitch as Dreamwisp Jen. I am the creator of the Accessibility in Gaming Resource Guide, which you can find in my pinned tweet. Uh, I am an author, a, a performer, a, a 
a disability consultant. I do all the things. So um, yeah, come come check out that stuff. Um, and I am playing Maeve Morgan Flynn, your friendly neighborhood troublemaker. Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the content coordinator over at Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. You can find me on Twitter as Lauren, where I talk about D&D &D and Idol Champions and music and sometimes all three at the same time. Uh, and today I'm going to be playing Carolyn Stern, who uh, hasn't yet figured out um, exactly how to do the flames all over her body. <laughs> super happy yeah. about having them. And hi, my name is Hope Lavelle. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle. I am a motion capture performer by day and by night. I like to play some D&D. &D. And today I will be playing Miss Robin Beckett, who will always have fresh baked cookies when you're feeling blue. Oh, players, take advantage well, of that. Where, where that's pretty oh, blue right now. That, that's real magic right there. <laughs> no, now she's got the oven mitts to, <laughs> to properly. Um, yes, I am Deborah Amwell. I am your game master for this evening. And I just want to thank all the players for being here to play with me today and all of you at home for tuning in. So let's get comfortable and settle in for the 10th episode, 10th chapter, as we are saying, of Children of Erte. So we left off last time. You had explored the longhouse. You had uh, attempted to save Feruza's uh, phone from some icky, icky blob that came up out of the shaft. Uh, and you also broke the uh, mine elevator uh, <laughs> crashed it down to the bottom of the shaft. On your way back, having collected some um, uh, cyanide salts uh, <laughs> and having discovered a few more uh, talents, particularly from uh, Neb and Silas, a storm began to brew. A, a possible, uh, 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 possible snowstorm just pulling in. And, and just as it was starting to get really heavy, you got all of your gear into the mouth of this cave and checked out looking down the shaft uh, to the bottom where you believe there is a shard of glass that you are after. So you feel fairly safe in here. The snow does sort of, you know, it finds its way a couple of feet into the mouth opening, but it's, as I said, it's a fairly small opening to this, this mine shaft. It's about four feet tall only about five, six feet wide. So once you get in very quickly, you can get past that line of snow. Um, and it is definitely warmer in here. Your body heat pretty quickly begins to sort of fill the space. We should have slept in here last night. Well, <laughs> is there any way that we can get a fire going without smoke problems? Oh, I, you don't need a fire in here. It's like really, really nice. Well, eventually we're going to want some light, right? And I, and we might need more heat. I mean, I, you're I mean, you're comfy mm -hmm. in your coats and things like that, but yeah, I mean, there's no external heat. This is just your body heat, kind of keeping you going. But mm. snow is a good insulator. Well, we also have you know cell phones for the light. Oh well, most of us have cell phones still. I do have another one, Silas. You have to oh, rub it in. Okay. I do have flashlights and uh, even a, a lantern type thing here. Oh, well, we're prepared then. Well, I have a novelty uh, ring actually in my pack uh, that once you hit the button on the side, it like shines green light. Um, but um, 
but I don't know if that's going to do, you know, the best job of the light, but it will do it. Right. I can do this trick and I will set my hand on fire. <laughs> I don't know how long it lasts though. We move the cyanide to like the far, <laughs> far, far away. So, so Silas, you do uh, see Silas kind of like, to, you know, starts moving us. Where, where do we want this, by the way? The edge, the edge, I think the edge of the, Very it's like well. right by the snow. And then he kind of like, uh, I, I remember Anakin did it this way. And he just like kind of, kind of barely like, you know, like he's dropping fruit. Uh, I'm not on, sure on Anakin Skywalker is the person you want to emulate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for his telekinesis powers, maybe. You just have to mm. make sure you always have the high ground. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. More, more of an Obi Wan here. Yes. Mm. <laughs> well, are we gonna get a, a sleep before we attempt to go down I there? Could possibly sleep right now, but. Yeah, uh, should we do a watch? Or are we all just gonna feel comfortable enough sleeping here, being, you know? I mean, we don't know if anything's gonna come up through the mine. Yeah, right. so this is this is where my name. We, keep... we are here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> also, uh, Miss Robin, you were gonna give us all some instruction about how to actually do the spelunking thing. You know, maybe we can talk about that tonight because I don't know anything about that. Well, I could talk your ear off about it, but <laughs> I always find that once you have all the equipment in your hands, you'll learn better. So maybe we just... Oh, that sounds things. dangerous and pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll discover that somebody has the ability to fly. Okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, Robin... Heck of a way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> if... If we're gonna sit down, I don't know if the consensus is that we're all gonna sit and take a rest, or we're gonna yeah. move forward. Are we resting? We're gonna. I think we're gonna just rest, just because we're it's tired. Probably about and... three p.m. in the afternoon, um, you know, per normal world <laughs> uh, time. Um, Alternate world confirmed. But uh, may outside... I check the pocket watch to see what time it's reading? Oh sure, yeah, because you had he would wound those and set them. Yeah, we'll give you, it's it's like 3.05. Okay. You know, you're right there in the middle of the afternoon. Um, outside though, it looks almost pitch black dark. The snow is so thick now and you can already see it beginning to sort of uh, pack, you know, um, build up in front of the cave a bit, in front of the, uh, the mine entrance. Uh, there's a good, you know, there was a good foot to begin with and now you're looking at, you know, foot in a couple inches so it's starting to sort of build up in front of the, the mouth of the cave wow well maybe just a short rest while i teach you all how to do knots number one important thing about ropes is okay, knots. Yes. okay. ready all i right. immediately sit cr cr crisscross applesauce ready for instruction okay <laughs> robin will go through the packs of the climbing uh -huh. gear pass out ropes to everybody uh -huh. we'll okay. do a little hands-on class okay and she starts to teach different types of knots. She's she's like, okay, now you do a figure eight with the rope and then you double it. You do two figure eights next to each other. You pull them taut and you she'll kind of go through through that. And then she'll start Fantastic. teaching. She'll start teaching them about the different equipment. She's like, this is a belay device. Okay. Very important. And then you've got your carabiners here and you want to make yes. sure that they're always locked tight. Okay. And you'll put okay. them together and you'll loop it here and she'll just kind of go into that. Okay. And, so and we every, are every time ahead. that that's happening though, Silas is doing it with 
telekinesis. So he is <laughs> kind of tying the knots telekinetically. And, uh, <laughs> so we're going to say any of these related skills, because you all are spending a good 45 minutes, hour learning these from Robin and practicing getting hands on. Uh, uh, Robin, what is your wisdom modifier or your intelligence modifier, whichever's higher? Uh, plus three. Plus three. We'll add a plus three to any checks that involve using this equipment for all of you. You have learned some rudimentary skill with yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like this. Does, does this look good? Like this knot? Yes, that looks perfect, Neb. Very good. You're a very good instructor. Out of the cave, goes around the tree, and back in the cave again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, are you guys tired? Or I mean, it looks dark. I mean, it looks dark, pitch black out here. I mean, I don't know what else to do but sleep and eat. And now that the climbing course has commenced, we <laughs> should do a course on crafting torches. Very oh, good. Yes. Who wants to teach it? Well, I said I knew how to do that. Like <laughs> okay, because of I'm the warping build and great. I can't yeah. wait to learn this skill. Um, I don't know if we have all the stuff, but we're gonna do the best that we can. And so then Silas uh, starts to just say, first of all, you need a big stick, and then he starts just going through the the, the whole thing of. Uh -huh. You know, finding something that will maintain the fire. So probably, you know, different types of uh, cloth that hopefully somebody has um, somewhere on the the pack. Yeah, so got like socks, right? Socks, <laughs> rummaging through things. I am I am starting to run a little low on socks, but you know what? The one that we lost to the ooze, you can have the other. The so other. Si Silas, uh, Silas, after he sees, he's like, ah, oh, yeah, we're gonna need socks. Like if we're here for a long time, and he's like. All right, I didn't want to do this, but then you see he pulls out the store of towels and he says, yeah, I mean, you always can use a good towel or 10 or 12. Um, you should always know where your towel is. Absolutely. Yeah. And so he starts handing out a towel. Be very, very careful wow. with this. Um, I mean, it's going to catch on fire and it's going to be ruined after it, but I'm saying you're not getting more. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he um, starts, you know, tying off and, He's like, we need, uh, we, we need some kind of fuel. So I don't know where, where that is, but um, I think we've got the fire part covered with Neb. But on, on the fuel, um, you know, I don't think we have any of that icky stuff that we were just using. So we've got Did to Did we have a cooking else. stove? In the, in the camping gear? Um, let's find out. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to have to just kind of kind of give the the towel and the wood here, but we do want to wet the wood underneath. And, you know, he's, he's just going to continue okay. to kind of talk through some of that stuff and just try to fabricate at least some makeshift torches with everyone. Okay. Oh, okay. Like it. I like it. Okay. It's like arts and crafts. I love it. <laughs> I know. Well, I was okay. once a torch instructor. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Were, I was. Were you I, really? I didn't mean. No, no, I didn't uh, mean. Anything. Robin, is that you? <laughs> Unrecognizable. <It's> shocking. <laughs> okay. You know, so now that, then... um, and then Maeve does an uncanny impression of Silas. <gasps> just his oh. voice. Just. Wait. What I, do you I, say? accurate. What do you say um, as Sil as your impression? I, actually, I want to do Silas doing Robin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Talking about. 
Oh God, how do I, now I've set myself up. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> we can imagine. Well, well, I can do Robin, I can't do, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> well, you can wrap your torch. <laughs> In basketball socks. Or shorts. Or hats. Keep away from the shorts. Well, actually the shorts are kind of useless out here, I've determined. So we could possibly use the shorts if we run out of this house, so. We could torch the torch. We could torch the shorts. As, <laughs> as you're talking and giggling at the jokes and learning, you have noticed it's, it's quite echoey in here. You know, the, the sound sort of yeah. bounces off, um, uh, you know, the walls quite, quite easily. Um, once weird. everything starts to settle down, Maeve would like to take a look at the uh, journal that mm -hmm. we picked up. Uh, and the fairy tales. Sure, sure. So um, the fairy tales are a sort of compilation book of, um, uh, oh shoot, what name did I get that person? <laughs> We're gonna make one up, doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Elaine Newsom. So Elaine Newsom, uh, as you read in sort of the foreword at the beginning, um, Elaine is a researcher of folk tales and folk stories, and she has compiled her favorite sort of oral traditions and stories um, from, you know, throughout history and throughout different cultures and compiled them into this one book. Um, so this is Elaine Newsom's, uh, you know, d uh, favorite fo uh, folk tales and fairy tales. Um, the main thing that you've noticed going through, it's a very well-read, well-loved book. Um, but the one story that seems the most dog-eared and the most sort of thumbed through, it's got, you know, greasy fingerprints along the edges, uh, is Hans Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen. I have an odd question. Yes. <laughs> so uh, my great grandfather, the one who gave me the ticket. Yes. Um, what he did most of his life was travel around. He was an English teacher, but he traveled a lot around sharing oral traditions and stories with people. Yes. Like that's what he did for all, all of his life. Would I recognize Elaine Newsom as someone that he knew, or is this a, a much, much older person? Nope. Okay. This is potentially a colleague. You might even have, in some of his stories, heard him talk about Laney. Laney. Yeah, so maybe you probably see me looking at the cover of that book or the spine, where whatever I can see. And Neb hasn't said anything yet, but she's got her head cocked and is obviously hardcore thinking of memories at this moment. You probably <laughs> even see her go, Ooh. I'm sorry, what did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, not you. Um, that book that you're reading of the fairy tales, um, the person who wrote that, I mean, I don't know them. I've, I've never had the pleasure, but my great grandfather knew them. Uh, she was a colleague of his. Uh, uh, oh, Newsom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he used That's to. A... Yeah, wow. he used to think about her. Uh, is there a bio in the book? Um, yeah, there is. It's short. Um, it says she was trained at Oxford. She's always had a love for um, uh, different cultures and stories and the way that we teach 
um, our children and each other about our histories, um, but that she never settled down. She spent her entire life roaming the world, collecting stories. That's that's why he knew her. That's a lot of what my great grandfather did. He he focused more on the actual tradition of oral storytelling around the world and less about the stories themselves, although he was an amazing, amazing storyteller. But uh, he had a lot of respect for her. Um, I, I don't know if I remember any specific things, but but yeah, he mentioned he mentioned Lainey a couple of times. That's amazing that that's the book that was on the train. Very small world. Seems there are many coincidences here. How many people really could have made their living traveling around the world collecting the tra oral traditions? I, I don't know if there's really that many people. So, you know, big world, two jobs, I guess. <laughs> Seriously. So, uh, you know, sort of expounding on all of this, um, it, maybe there's something in that book that would stand out to you? Well, you want to read the story or do you? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll read the story sure. and read your love. So the basic story of the Snow Queen by Hans Christian Andersen. So it begins with something that all of you find a tad bit frightening. It begins this story with a mirror that is taken by, uh, oh, I'm gonna forget the name of the thing, that's okay. Uh, but the main point of it is that it shatters and pieces of it, whenever anyone looks through this piece of glass, this mirror, they see the world as worse. They see their enemies in front of them. They see the ugliness and the greed and the envy in others. At one point, I'm forgetting the name of the person who has it, but they fly way up high in the sky and drop it and it shatters into millions and millions of pieces. Some people get a little bit of it caught in their eye. And whenever they look at someone, they see only the worst in that person. Others find a shard and use it as a piece of glass in their front door. And when they look out the window, all they see are enemies coming. The worst, however, are those who get a piece in their heart. Then they become cold themselves. They lose empathy. They lose the ability to love and eventually die. It goes on to tell the story of two young children, a sister and a brother. Um, the brother starts to make fun of the snow queen that he has heard of, who is essentially a snowflake that flies around and blesses young children. When she hears him tease her, she places a shard in his heart. He goes out into the snow. He sees a beautiful sleigh, which he jumps in and takes him off into the woods where he meets the Snow Queen, now her full size. And he stays with her during that time. His sister then goes on a journey to find him. As she does, she meets lots of different people along the way, has many different interesting adventures, finally able to find him and rescue him and bring him Did your Thank grandfather you. ever tell you that story or anything or any of the stories your grandfather may have told you? Would that have been one of the ones he had told me? He told you at some point. He may have. It's a, it's a, it's a lesser known 
story. It's a very, very odd one. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it may be that he told you little bits of it throughout the time. She goes on, you know, it's a long, long story. So there, she goes on these little adventures where she meets a woman in the flower garden who sort of keeps her there for a while. She walks with the talking animals and things like that. There's a whole, uh, but meets a, queen, a, pre, a prince and a princess or a king and a queen. And a, I, again, we'll have to go back. And, I won't <laughs> I'm throwing a today. link into our Thank you. There you go. Of, a, of the full story. There you yeah. go. So you can have mm -hmm. it. Um, perhaps we'll see if we can get it on the uh, Children of yeah. website yeah. as well. Since I yeah. It's probably public. I want to read it now. Um, but yeah, it. it's a it's a, it's a a really lovely, beautiful story. That was my Cliff Notes remembering because I didn't know if you'd look at it today. Um, mm. So yeah. Yeah, so that's essentially uh, the main bullet points of that story. But it, as they begin to talk about this mirror with shattered bits, there is a little hairs that raise up on the back of your neck, um, considering you yourselves are somewhat interested in shards of mirrors. Mm -hmm. um, question, uh, are the names in the story we, we see the names in the story. You see the names, yes. I, I know his name is Kay. I don't remember what her, her name, name is. Her name is Gerda. Gerda, that's right. Which we, we happen to we happen to know a Gertie. Mm. Is that? Mm. It, could, it, right. it couldn't be. It couldn't be. <laughs> I'm beginning to not think anything is a coincidence anymore. There can only be so many coincidences. It's possible some of them are. But at this point, there are so many that it's it's worth considering them all as part of the story, essentially. So, just a quick pause. Who's Gertie? Are you thinking oh, of Gertie? Augie? No, wasn't there? Didn't we meet a Gertie on the? Am I? Am I? You, you, you may very well, and I might have forgotten. Uh, I thought it, we met a Gertie. I've got an Augie oh, and a Gloria. I'm Gloria. And Gloria. Okay, okay. okay. I just want to backtrack on that. No worries. Sorry. I made a mistake. It's like, oh. it was a gen brain. <laughs> <laughs> it was an excellent brain. I wish I thought of it myself. Um, no, Gerda, uh, Gerda is the name of the girl in the story. And uh, yes, no, you have not met anyone whose names match any of these yet. Okay. I'm more concerned about does anybody have some in their heart or their eye? Like y'all got any mirror in you anywhere? I hope I not. Have, have yeah. any of us changed our perspective on the world since we got here? Well, I don't know. I believe in magic now. I, Honestly, I look at all of you and I do not see badness in any of you. So nothing here. Oh, that's really nice. That's that's true. Famous, Robin. I, I agree. I mean, I wouldn't want to go on this adventure if I saw bad things in any of you. Yeah, if I was like a mustache twirler, though, like I mm. feel like, you know, I would act like I didn't have any mirror in my heart. And then, like, at the most inopportune time, I would be like, ha ha, mirror in my heart. You know? <laughs> I live, but you aren't aware of it, are you? It just sort of corrupts you without your your knowing yeah, it. I don't know. I mean, that's the true cruelty of it: is that mm. you don't realize how it's polluting your mind, how it's changing your perception of the world. All right. Well, if anybody ever it. thinks that I have mirror in my heart or something, little shards of mirror, just like you know, smack me around or something, like shake me back to like pull it out. Like I don't know. Do we have tweezers? Um, <laughs> yes, like magic mirror? heart tweezers. Um, yeah, I mean, the main emotional thrust of the story is that between Gerda and Kay, 
they were close as can be. You know, they they loved each other. They were very, very close. And then this happened to him and he changed on a dime. Uh, suddenly he was cruel to her. Um, and now she the changing on a understand. dime sounds like something we have heard about, right? Hmm? Julian changed completely, suddenly changed all of his holdings. He bought, he sold all of his things. He ran off. What if one of the pieces is in his heart? It's a very good. I mean, how literally are we taking this story? Is it a metaphor? Is it? I mean, like I just moved a jar around for you know almost a mile that we walked, or however long that was. It felt like a mile. Um, With my mind, Neb just brings fire out of her hands now. Uh, Faruza sees uh, me out in the wild, Um, like (laughs) we're doing really, really strange things now. So maybe the story's real. Those kind of stories, if I understand it correctly, were mm-hmm. they were both allegories and instructional. They were literally don't go in the woods because the woods are scary, but then also they had that subtext of other things going on. So it could be both. It just seems certainly when the story was written, this train was not operational. This mirror didn't exist. And our mirror seems to be different because, assumably, when we collect these shards, we're doing a good thing. This is supposed to free someone. That's what we think. That's what we think. Yeah. But if I had a shard in my heart and I didn't know about it, I would try to trick people that were in a train wreck to go find all the shards and put them back together. To or, me. Oh my gosh. I didn't think about the villain idea. If if that's what I'm concerned about a bit, is what if they were able to trap the queen in the mirror and she's trying to trick us into releasing her again? Well, I mean, did the story say the queen was that bad? Was she evil? <laughs> or was she just remember? misunderstood? So, um, you know, I'll go back down through here, but uh, she, you know, he was teasing her and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, made, uh, you know, she sort of, like many fairy tale creatures, took her revenge. Doesn't make her a bad person. I mean, yeah, you know, she didn't cast the first stone. Objection. That was definitely <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't I, think that was part of it. I will say, I, I, I believe she brings him back to her castle where he slowly is just going to freeze to death and not know it. So she's, she's a bit. Uh, she operates stoic. by the logic of the fairies. Yeah, the fairy. yeah, exactly. She's, you know, she's neither good nor bad nor of his world it's kind of a horrifying story to go to bed to but okay <laughs> i can take first watch if everyone wants to try to get it because there's no way i can possibly sleep right now me neither to be honest with you um but the rest of you should definitely try to get some sleep by now it's a little bit later because we've been yeah we sure, took our, been our, court, our classes if, if you did read the entire story it would <laughs> probably would have taken you an hour <laughs> so okay Maybe a little less, but yeah. 
All right. Well, if we are going to get ready for bed, I mean, then then it's it's got to be dinner time, right? And I will. Yes. I'm going to think about berries really, really <laughs> hard. And I'm going to try to think about like, all right, we had sweet berries. So let's get like some savory berries or something. Mm. Thinking I can get dinner berries. And then what a barbecue. 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 Barbecue berries. Think hard. And the, the same berries, the same 10 berries go <laughs> into my hands. I'm like, all right, well, they were good the first time. Berries for anyone? They were actually. All right. Uh, interesting, though, you still feel full from those earlier berries. But uh, yes, so strange. Well, I will definitely indulge. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. Two berries. Robin. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I'll, I'll eat one, so I'll have five left and stick the... I mean, it's nice that I'm getting, like, extras. I'll be able to stock up in case I can't <laughs> do this again. Uh, so, yes. So, does it sound like you all want to take either a short rest or a long rest in this particular position? What are you, what are you interested in? I suppose we... we're going to get a full rest and start early right. in the morning. All right. I guess so, yeah. I mean, is it someone decide to start a little fire did i miss that part of the story i don't think we're gonna start a fire no there's oh, no way yes. for the smoke to go so. flashlights yes. and right. things phone lights and things being used right now for light uh it's okay. cold but you're in your in your warm clothes and you have the you know the tents and the things like that the canvas okay. that you have and you're out of the wind that seems to make a big difference um, over these last few hours, the snow has continued. To, now it's covering about half of the entrance, about two feet high in the four-foot uh, entrance to this mine. Well, I hope there is a back door because it looks like we're going to get snowed in here. No turning back. I mean, it's just snow. You just, like, walk through it, right? You're from the south, aren't you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you can I, get I snowed in and up here. <laughs> I, I believe this is what a friend of mine used to call a, a wicked nor'easter. <laughs> However, that's and good. I'm I'm going to give a thumbs up, and that's how I'm going to cast my fire fist. <laughs> now Ned is yeah. just showing off, and I'm going to bring the fire on over and say, I, you know, if we need to get out, I, I think I can help with that. And yeah. punch I'm your way through the snow. I'm not going to actually try to melt any of the snow, but I am going to take a moment to look out and see, like, is this the thick of the storm? Does it look like it's starting to die down or get worse? As you look out, you can't even see more than two feet from where you are. It is thick, thick snow coming down, fog, wind blowing it. Right. Again, like the snow moves practically sideways wow. in the air as it's just, you know, even as you get close, it gets loud. The of outside, um, you know, just immediately kind of sends you creeping back towards uh, community. It's it's a good thing we got in here when we did. It's it's a wicked nor'easter out there. <laughs> it's bad. Well, okay, I guess who's? I mean, I, I I'm not gonna sleep. I think I'm just gonna sit here and think while you guys sleep, but I promise I won't attempt to go outside. Well, now that makes us think that you're going to try. <laughs> now, I, I think I've learned my lesson slightly, even though I am worried about mine. And she looks wistfully toward the entrance of the cave and says, you know, my moose, 
<laughs> However, I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's fine. In the the other direction of where we are is the sh shaft leading yes, down. But there's down. no other um, passageways, right? It's just... Uh, give me a perception check. I would love for you to do that. <laughs> What's your name? Modifying? Uh, plus five. Plus five. I'll, so I'll kind of peer down that way. After Robin gave you her sort of, you know, uh, thesis on how to spelunk and caving and things like that, one of the tricks that she had mentioned to you was that one way to find an exit when you're in a cave is to look for where oxygen flows. And one way to know where there's oxygen is the flicker of fire. So as you hold mm -hmm. your fiery thumbs up <sighs> around the edge, looking to see if it flickers at all, as if there is oxygen being pulled in any other direction. As you do, you get the feeling that every time you cross near that shaft, all of the oxygen is just being sucked down into that gaping hole. Okay. There's your well, back door, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you're going to take your full sleep, we'll need three mm -hmm. watches. Um, I okay. don't know who would like to go first, second, or third. I think Silas was going to go first. Silas is going to go yeah. first. I'll go right. second. Silas, Feruza, and who would I'll like go to go third? Okay. Do you want to join me on third? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go on third. Neb and Maeve will do the third. Okay, and we all know that Robin's an early riser, so she's gonna sleep the whole time. Robin's like, I'm sleeping. <laughs> I mean, I got a chance to sleep the whole time last night, so it's only fair that I uh -huh. do something this time. Okay, <laughs> um, so yeah, curling up. Uh, it's not as warm as last night with the nice, you know, crackling fire, but your clothes are doing a pretty good job. The insulation of the snow is doing a pretty good job, uh, and you curl up in the dark. Silas, hmm. what would you like to do for light? Um, at this point, uh, you see that, um, Silas has kind of turned his phone off in order to try to save, you know, the little bit of battery, uh, that no sunlight in here. Yeah. 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 No sunlight or anything. <laughs> and so, charger. yeah, with, with that, um, Silas actually, uh, is pretty comfortable in the dark. Okay. And so, uh, for the most part, he is, uh, you know, he can, you know, probably just barely see you know some mm -hmm. of the snow i'm sure is reflecting a little bit mm -hmm. and he's just uh, continuing to almost like meditate and act like because he, he he has this new thing that he thinks he can do and so he is trying to like figure it out and try to harness it in some way and of course he's not making a ton of progress but he thinks that maybe he is and so um he, he's doing this and if anybody happened to like roll over and see something you see him in these just ridiculous almost like you know <laughs> yoga <laughs> and um and and he's doing that kind of thing but he is doing it in relative darkness and he, he's yes. not uh he, he's he's uh you know listening more than anything else okay and he's trying to keep his voice down because he's talking to himself the entire time okay <laughs> so Dude. under his breath Dude. talking to himself oh i think maybe jen you might be muted yes i am there we um, go do you want my camping lantern yeah. or not uh, Silas is not going to ask for it. So, like, it, um, unless somebody else says, "Hey, we need some light in here," Silas is going to continue in the darkness. Cool. Okay. So yeah, Silas, under your breath, talking to yourself. It's 
it's really, really dark in here. There's not, you know, the, the storm is blocking out any of the moonlight, but your eyes adjust just enough to just see the little reflection of the snow. Anything in here that's metal or your pants that's reflective, again, just the little, you could only tell just where those things are, but you find yourself a space where you could spin around your arms outstretched and not kick anybody or anything and sort of continue your practice for the next few hours, trying to harness what this energy is, learn it, get a little bit more attuned with it. And, um, you know, I think, I think probably you do make some progress in better understanding, you know, what movements are helpful, what thoughts are helpful. Uh, and, and very importantly, how, how much energy yes. it takes to sustain it for, you know, different periods of time, yes. et cetera. It's sure. enough time to know exactly that, uh, how long you can sustain it. Yep. All right. Okay. Four hours pass. You go over to Feruza and gently wake her. Oh, well, wake her how you would please. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, she slept you last time, didn't she? <laughs> so so he, he, he comes and he's like, all right, I've been trying. And so then he basically telekinetically, this force just comes out and gently, I'm trying to gently uh, control it and just kind of bar barely tap on her, but I am about 50 or 60 feet away. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can't get that far away from okay, her. Yeah. You can get about 30 feet from her. Okay, yeah. excellent. I don't know how big this place is, but yes, I am like on the wall. Or yes, whatever, you're as far away as you can get. Yeah. Back at the entrance or, or way at the in the back corner. I don't know how close you wanted to get to that shaft uh, in the dark. Um, actually, Silas doesn't care about that, so he actually gets pretty close to okay. it. So, he's, so you get pretty he's close to it, feeling with your feet, you actually <laughs> feel the little edge and make your way around the side. So you're actually on the other side of that open shaft so that you can be way, way at the back and actually yep. 30 feet from her. And yes, uh, he pokes okay. you with his mind. <laughs> okay, um, Peruza's eyes closed and she says, what are you doing? And Joe cries. It, it's time for your, and he's trying to like whisper mm -hmm. like loud enough to get the echo going just a little bit and not wake the others. Yes. I'm so stiff. If anything, I swear my back, everything, but Silas, come here, come here. I need to tell you about this dream I had. I, I need to tell you, come here, come here. And so I, I start like moving around the, the carefully shaft around and, the edge. Yes. Uh, yeah. Careful. We'll say careful. careful we'll see. Um, and, okay. and so he, um, he kind of bounds over a dream. What, what kind of dream? Hey, listen, I had a dream. If you say you something wanted... about a moose. <laughs> Nothing about my moose. Don't remind me about him because I'm extremely worried. We had a connection out there. I don't know what, what kind of connection, but we really did. And I'm worried about him. So let's just forget about that until I can see him again. <laughs> okay. About the dream. Okay. I dreamt we were on a train. It crashed. The train, listen, listen, the train crashed, but not because of reasons that you think. It crashed because our Earth was hit with a giant meteor the size of Jupiter, and we were spun off into some weird space-time continuum. We had no idea where we were. What if that's, what, that's, what, that's what's exactly happening right now. Plot twist. I, I, I think you figured it out for a reason. <laughs> I, I think you're on to something like, like, listen, just keep that to yourself for right now. But when everyone wakes up tomorrow, tell everyone about it, because I think, I think that you figured it out. 
I've taken, I think I'm just going to take some mental notes here because things are not lining up how I'm used to things lining up. And I'm used to things lining up. Yeah, I would say that, you know, if, if you're really used to order and a normal routine that the last Sorry. four days or so have, have really kind of thrown that uh, a little bit of a wrench into the, that routine for sure. Yeah. I feel like things are unraveling. And like I'm I was gonna, saying, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm used to having answers for things. I'm expected in my life outside of here to have answers for things. Yeah. If I don't, guess what happens to me, Silas? I get fired, fired, possibly disbarred. So, 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 so can, can I offer something a little bit there? I mean, I'm not like, uh, you know, really tired and ready to go to sleep or anything. Um, so I'm definitely going to sit here and, and listen and offer empathy uh, because that's okay. what they told me that I needed to do. Um, so, um, so um, ultimately with that, um, I don't think being fired is the biggest part of your problems right now, because I'm pretty sure if an asteroid the size of Jupiter hit the earth, <laughs> that your law firm is no longer there. I'm doing my best, Silas. I'm doing my best. It's just a, it's just a lot, right? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it is a lot, and um, I've been up a lot of hours. Um, so breathe, breathing. Try to remember what I used to do in my yoga class. Yeah, yeah. I was just doing meditation, and like I can like move things with my mind. So I don't know. You might want to try it. Oh, Silas, can you move things with your mind? I wasn't sure if you mentioned it earlier before. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I can. Uh, oh, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely can. I hope that I hope that I don't start having dreams and then moving things in my mind in my dream. And then like I wake up and everybody's like floating or something. That's a really, really bad idea because we're actually sleeping on the edge of a precipice, which is probably the entrance to hell. At this point, <laughs> we don't know. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Or it could be the only safe place from the asteroid the size of Jupiter. So um so yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get some shut eye. Um, uh, have fun on the watch. I have four hours, right? And who's gonna come after wow. me so I wake up the right person? Uh, you're gonna wake up Neb and Maeve. Okay. Uh, you just sat here in the dark for four hours. I'm gonna go see if. Do you have any light sources anywhere? Uh, well, I have this ring, but I don't think the battery's gonna last <laughs> long. You have a ring? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hand it over. No, uh, what, you're going to take my ring? I'll give it back. I promise I won't throw it down the... Yeah, but ground. like if the battery runs out, I don't have any way to get these little watch batteries around here. It runs on a flash battery? Where did you get this? A gumball machine? I don't even know what a flash battery is. No, I, pay, I paid like $150 for this. It came in like oh, a okay. carrying well, case okay. that looks like a fake lantern. And yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um... <laughs> Just, just I don't remember, wake up. just rem here, 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 I'm going to give it to you. But remember, in brightest day, in blackest night, all right? <laughs> don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Just only use this, only use it when you need it. Perusa and Silas, everybody, Friday nights at 8 p.m. on NBC this fall. <laughs> I would like to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Yes. <laughs> Get it. Also, okay. it's really likely that Robin has tons of those batteries for her hearing aids. <laughs> 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 
very good to know. Yes. All right. So Caruza has the light up flash ring here for a light source. Silas, you're going to curl up and get some shut eye. All right, Faruza, how would you like to spend your watch? What are you most interested in? Well, I mean, at first she's interested in this this little ring because you know it costs uh -huh. $150 and Silas yeah. makes a big deal out of it. So she's sort of just regarding it, you know, turning it on, turning it off, turning it on, turning it off. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of fun. Um, as you do, it, again, it's, it's one of those things where like, as your eyes adjust, you know, what was just a little bit of light in the beginning, now when you turn it on and off, it almost illuminates the whole cave you're able to see so much further the light peeking into those darker corners as your eyes get used to catching it um so it really it lights everything up in this sort of greenish glow and you can see the sort of sparkle of of mica in the the rock surrounding that also sort of flashes you can hear coming from below down in the shaft, every time this light flickers on and off, just some movement, scrape against rock, a skitter. She wants to scream, hello, is anyone there? But she doesn't want to wake up everyone. So she's sort of like gonna stand up slowly. And with the light of her hand, not walk to the edge of the mine, but just walk a little bit closer to it, you, you know, using the light and looking yes. around. So the, your hand outstretched in front of you, the green almost casting everything like um, night vision goggles around you. Yeah. As you sort of take a step forward, one slow step at a time, closer towards the shaft, do you get close enough to peer over and look down? Well, first she's gonna stop and consider this because remember okay. she was one of the two circus clowns that went to the opening of the mine in the beginning. So she's more <laughs> like careful now. She's yes. Careful now. Yes. And she's sort of gonna listen. Do I hear the scraping again as I'm closer? Let's do a perception check, please. Okay. Twelve. Twelve. You try to sort of still yourself and get very quiet so you can listen, but the of your own heartbeat in your ears seems overpowering. You're having trouble discerning any other sound in this space. Shit. So then she's gonna pick her hand up and start turning the ring on and off again. <laughs> you turn it off. Turn it on. And turn, turn it off. off. Turn it off turn it back and on. turn it on. <laughs> turn it off, turn it back on. Again. A little bit of a, a squeak. More skittering, scratching along the stone. Down below, you're not quite sure how far away. Oh, okay. Uh. She looks back toward the group and sees they're all sleeping. Is anyone snoring? I don't know. Is anyone sleeping? <laughs> Silas is snoring. Damn. Everyone's asleep. Um, are there any rocks on the ground? Oh, plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Robin gasps in her sleep and just sort of rolls over. 
Are there? <sighs> oh, there's lots of rocks. Okay. More rocks whole than you could ever hold, hold. Yeah, there's just rock everywhere. The Snow Queen. I'm answering her call. <laughs> She's gonna bend down and pick up a rock. This is a distinct shape. <gasps> Flicker the ring a couple more times. <laughs> Sometimes the answers lie within. I think that's what Maeve said to me once. Was it Robin? Maybe it was Nev. No, it was Silas. No, no one said that to me. <laughs> I have to trust that I'm making a good decision. And she's going to literally toss the rock over into the right <laughs> It flies up in the air, the flick on off of your ring, lighting it, it disappears. My ring. There it is, two feet lower. There it is, as if these like flashes of light just teleport it foot by foot as it sinks down into the shaft ahead of you. You practically hold your breath. You hear it crack onto the bottom. A whole mess of stones join it as it hits whatever's left of the lift below, scattering. From that, you hear dozens <laughs> skittering all around the place, uh, some coming closer, some far going farther away. She's going to back a little bit away from the opening of the shaft. Yep. Is it loud enough that they would hear it if they were awake? If they or were awake, like they I would hear, hear it. it. No, if they were awake, they could hear it. But it's not overpowering. Powering loud. It's little huh? squeaks and skitters. We're not alone. You know who might know what this is? She's going to turn back, but look over her shoulder because she doesn't want to like turn her back to anything. Uh -huh. She's going to like sort of tiptoe over to Robin. Yes. And like sort of tap her lightly. Robin, are you awake? Robin. I, I, I am now. What the? <laughs> it's me, Feruza Armstrong. Yes, I know. Hello. Okay. Listen, I'm taking second watch while everyone else is trying to get their sleep. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I took Silas's little ring. Okay. It lights up and it's, it's, it's a, well, okay, let me fast forward. I, when I started playing with it, I heard noises coming from inside the shaft. Okay, yes, I'm with you. Okay, so I decided that the next logical decision to make would be to throw something into the shaft. Really? That's where your mind went? Yes, Maeve told me to do that. She did. Really? Mm -hmm. Aha. Uh -huh. She did. All right, she and then what happened? What Maeve's happened? face twitches as she's <laughs> in her sleep. Are you, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> Rolls over, mumbling. <laughs> like we blame everything on Maeve later. <laughs> All right, so tell me, what happened when you threw the rock? When I threw the rock, 
it almost like teleported, like disappeared with a bunch of little sparkly things, right? Because I thought I was, I was feeling like, I was feeling the story, the Snow Queen story, and you know, things were dropping from the sky. And I was thinking this was her way of telling us something. I don't know what, but she was telling us something. The rock hit the bottom and I heard a bunch of skittering noises and scratches and things hitting the walls. There's things down there making noise now. Okay. All right. Let's, let's breathe and think about this okay. logically. We're in a mine, which is basically a cave. What is in caves? Well, besides little cave crickets, bats. <laughs> besides crickets. Bats in here? Cave crickets, specifically. Specifically, cave crickets. <laughs> They're a thing! <laughs> they are now. They definitely are. Never along with snow snakes. <laughs> I wonder if I could talk to, to crickets. Just need to keep a running list of snow creatures we Cave crickets. <laughs> I like all animals from now on need to be uh, predetermined by their environment. So. <laughs> Your dogs. Yes. Yes, it, I wouldn't worry. It sounds like it's just bats. Cave bats. Oh, okay, Cave no bats. worry, just bats. I'm like, really? So bats would be down in a cave, skittering and making noises when someone I mean, throws a rock at them? Yes. <laughs> that sounds completely yes, yes. I, I wouldn't worry. You know, it's it's... It's nighttime, they're nocturnal, but maybe they're sleeping and you disturb them and, you know, it's it's probably nothing. Okay. You don't think whatever's down there wants to come up and say hi? I think if they did, they would have done it by now. It's not like we've been quiet. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Bruce just sort of looks back at the opening again. Should I do it again or no? Leave it. Leave sleeping dogs lie. Yes, that's yeah. it. Just okay. leave it. Yes, and 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 don't worry. The the only thing we really need to worry about is that ooze that we know is down there. <laughs> the ooze we lost track of. <laughs> <laughs> the ooze got a moped. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Swanky ooze. Oh yeah. Right. I, I, I'm sorry for waking you up. Best life. It, it's an Italian uh, <laughs> brand ooze. It's an ooze. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be the name of the Put episode? <laughs> I did say Icky Icor. Maybe is. Well, that was last. Episode. Is the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm oh, glad God. you woke me up because I Why? would. I would be very upset if you spent your entire watch being paranoid. You know, it's it's not healthy for you. True. <laughs> Let me tell you what this is in my head. Let me tell you what this oh. is in my head. Yes. It's super easy to tell rabbit about the <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing a plane or shift of some sort here. I don't know if it's affecting me. I don't know if it's the cyanide that we're sleeping next to or what. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, it's in Tupperware. 
the most stable container. Yeah. You know what? I going to be around long after we've all killed ourselves off this planet. True. We'll still be Tupperware and no more human beings. Uh, you know, <laughs> no lies detected. A, yeah. I I once took a dream interpretation class. <laughs> and you know what I learned is if I were to take your dream, it, it really boils down to you feel that you have lost all control over your life. Because a giant meteor hitting the earth, I mean, no one can control that. That is a, a symbolism as, as far as it can go about not being able to control things. And, and this whole being in a different plane, I mean, obviously, it's, it's where we are. So I wouldn't worry too much and just accept where we are and what is happening and accept that we will make it back home eventually, but we have this quest, as Silas would say, to get through first. And I once love, we can get- I, love, I hear you, I love Silas, but I cannot take him seriously in those pants. I'm doing my best. I made those pants. No. <laughs> construction is un it's construction's incredible. Maybe we can even talk about getting myself a pair. I would love a pair, but I'm just saying in general. But okay. I understand. I, do we hear what you're saying, Miss Robin? I appreciate it. You're going okay. to be fine. Don't worry, we have you. And you have us. And we're not going anywhere. That's right. I'm drawing on the inner strength that I know that I have. That's right. You okay. are strong, Firuza, both inside and out. Believe in yourself. That's right. It's gotten me this far. Yes. It'll get me out of here or wherever we are. That's right. Okay. I mean, we have, how much longer we have for her to sleep? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go back to sleep and enjoy. I hope you have sweet dreams and stuff and all that. I won't wake you up again, and I won't throw anything. Um, <laughs> Good. I'll leave it alone. Okay. Okay. I shall go back to sleep. That was such a great pep talk, but it could have been done without the ring on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Silas, did we wake you up? Well, of course you did. I mean, it, it, uh, it's okay. All right. Good night, everyone. You can go back to sleep. I'll continue my watch. So and Spruz is literally just going to sit. She's literally yeah. just going to cross-legged sit down in the dark in the mine. And she's going to turn the light off. <laughs> it very quickly with that little bit of light that your eyes got used to. As soon as you turn that off, pitch black darkness. Again, like Silas, once your eyes adjust, you get just the tiniest little bit of what's maybe coming in from, you know, through the translucency of the storm. Um, you sit there and every once in a while you can hear a stone, a pebble roll from down below, the little scratch of a rock, a uh, little squeak of something moving around down there, the drip of drops as they fall from the stalactites on the ceiling down below. But your time passes, you check the pocket watch that is now, and your watch perhaps, that is all synced up. And uh, it is time to conclude your watch. Cruz is literally, she hasn't even blinked in the past, like, coming out. She's literally <laughs> sitting like this, her eyes are like saucers. Yes. 
she's just gonna look at the watch, stand up, tiptoe over to Maeve. Are they sleeping next to each other? Yeah, we're probably sure. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's pretty close. Yeah. Okay, she's just gonna tiptoe over and like blow on your hair to wake you up because it's what her mother used to do when she was a kid, so she wouldn't wake up startled like that. So she's like blowing on their hair to wake them up a little bit. <laughs> oh. You guys, ah. it's, yeah. watch. it's me. Oh, I didn't Where's do up? it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, uh. it's time for your watch. Mm. Okay. Uh, mm. I want to give you a little bit of advice for your watch. Okay. Um, here is the ring. <laughs> A ring? It's Silas's ring. ring? Oh, it's okay. Silas's precious. It's the flashlight ring. Um, Why didn't you just use the lantern? Lantern? I have a lantern. You do? Well, wait, yes. I knew that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I I, I had I had a I had a nightmare. I'll tell you about it later. I had a nightmare. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm, I'm having like jumbled memories and I, I seem to have forgotten you have a legitimate source of light over there, Maeve, I'm sorry. I should have just read your book. I can just go get it here and we can just turn it on, it'll be fine. Oh, you That's might perfect. as well save the batteries. I, I can. That's true. Oh, take that. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, do you want to just sit there with that the whole time? Well. Maybe not the yeah. whole time, but it couldn't hurt to find out how long it lasts. <laughs> and it gives a little bit of heat. I don't know about you, but it's cold. Fair enough. Okay. So, Feruza, you um, going to find a place to sleep? Yeah. Um, but first, she's going to turn Continue to the your two dream. of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> yes. And say, um, there may or may not be bats in the the cave that's all i'm gonna say have a wonderful i look up watch. at the ceiling <laughs> i mean that there makes are sense. no bats it's a cave. in this particular uh space no problem solved <laughs> all right, all right. Thanks, <laughs> gonna go over, like, thanks for the warning robin. Like, robin yes lay next to robin <laughs> like this and then try to just fall asleep as much as you can <laughs> I'll, I'll right. look over at Maeve. Did she seem spot? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I mean, we've only known each other a couple of days, so I, I wouldn't want to call someone odd, but she definitely looked... No, she's certainly being odd. I mean, maybe she's scared of bats? I don't know. It's, it's possible. Are we uh, sure that that's what's down there? It makes sense there'd be bats there. There are probably other things too, but we can worry about that when we're not half asleep. Hmm. And so the ring summons them? Is it a magical <laughs> ring? I don't understand the point of the ring. I I, I don't either. But that's that's okay. I mean she she has it now. Maybe maybe it'll help give her some comfort. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this gives me comfort, and I oh, light up my hand for, again. Yes. For oh, early. sorry. Sorry, sorry. And I, uh, at that point, in order to give Maeve a second or two, I'm actually yes. going to stand up and go over to the uh, the entranceway to the mines. Yes. 
I want to take a look. Is it completely covered? Do I hear the storm? Like, what's the There's what's going on outside? Do I think four inches left at the very top? Now you said you're you're just under five feet. Mm -hmm. So yep. So you're just barely, you know, stooped over as you walk over. You know, poor Feruza is doubled over. <laughs> you know, this area. But yeah, you know, you just sort of stooped as you go over, and you can just see it's, there's just about this much little bit that isn't covered up with the, the growing snow. Um, and the storm still seems to be moving. It's still very dark out there. Hmm. And I'll come on back. Yeah, still a storm out there. Hmm. No stars for tonight, I guess. And then, That's oh, Maeve stop, uh, stops me. I'm gonna go wander in the other direction because now I hear or their the bats. So, I'm curious too. All right, so the two of you approach the because we weren't really warned about anything other than bats. So yeah, you come. know what we're sparing off with. I've always thought bats were kind of cute. Have you ever seen pictures of? Um, there's that really big one that looks like a puppy. Did you ever see mm. those? Yeah, <laughs> they're really cute. Mm. Quite fascinating creatures. So very carefully, because again, it is very, very dark. Neb, you're a little bit more used to being in dark conditions. And so mm -hmm. you're, you know, adjust much faster in here. Uh, but you can you know, carefully make your way towards the edge so that you don't fall in. Uh, what are you looking for, listening for, you know, interested in? I think I'll get close to the edge and, and sit more for the stability of it. Mm -hmm. And then... I'll, I'll take a brief look over the edge, but then I'm mostly listening. I want to see yeah. if I can hear the bats. Uh, perception check. You want to give me what's your modifier? Uh, it is a plus five. Okay. So as you sit down and lean your head forward over this gaping hole, even sound seems to change. over almost the echo of air that just goes down and down and down and has to circle slowly back up around your head. Um, there's a cold, almost draft that comes up into your face, almost just a little tingle through your hair. Um, as you listen, you too hear just the like scrape of claw on rock a little bit of the scatter of pebbles, a little, a little squeak of something. I want to listen really, really hard and see if I hear what they're saying. <laughs> um. As you listen to these little squeaks, you start to just get the feeling of something saying, who is here? Oh, no, no, they're so cute. Oh, no. <laughs> I look over at Maeve and that's the, that's the face. That's <laughs> As you continue to listen, I don't know. They're not supposed to be here yet. Yet? Maeve, I can hear them. 
they're adorable. They also... <laughs> I never thought I'd say something sounds adorable, but it does. We're also not supposed to be here yet. Um, according to whom? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm assuming they're bats, but I don't know, but I'm listening to what they're saying. They don't think we're supposed to be here yet. Well, who told them that? <laughs> I I could ask, but it might involve me talking very loudly. I don't know if we want to do that yet. All right. I mean, unless you, we should probably wake the others if I'm going to do that, but, or I could just keep, li wow, I just thought that I felt. hear more voices all of them sort of over on top of each other. Um, they all seem to be sort of, Nicholas, have you seen Christine? Christine, where's Nicholas? They have I'll go names? up first. No, you go up first. I don't want to go up first. You should go third. I, I think Nicholas and Christine are coming up. <laughs> I think we're about to get visitors. Where's Nicholas? Uh, Nicholas, should we should we wake the others? Do you want to have a conversation first? Well, I'm starting to feel a little bad that I'm listening in on someone else's conversation. <laughs> and they have human names. I mean, they've got names. Who's to say if fair? I mean, yeah. So just to be clear, you're not hearing, you're not hearing that, that I'm not just accidentally hearing <laughs> other people down there. Are you no, hearing scratching you hear squeaks and, and scratches, squeaks and scratches. Can I tell how far away Nicholas is? <laughs> Perception check, please. Sure, sure. Uh, that's a dirty 20. I just did it. <laughs> Um, you believe this is probably down about 20 feet. Oh, there's Nicholas. Go say hi. Okay, that's it. I'm on my stomach. <laughs> my head looking over the edge. I've, I've put out the light. I smile over at Maeve and then I'm going to very <laughs> quietly, knowing that it's going to echo a little bit, say, Hello? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and start waking the others. Okay. And oh, God. Is there, are, are you casting any light? You're just. I've turned off the light because off the light. Neb is under the assumption she's talking to bats. Okay. So, so you've turned off the light. On the assumption that they're bats and they're probably not going to want to come near the light or gotcha. fire. So you lean over the edge again, this like draft of cold air across your face and you go, hello? And what sounds to you like a thousand voices say, hello, 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 hi, hey there, hello. Oh, they're so friendly. <laughs> Hi. Lots of scattering, you know, again, claws on uh, stone, pebbles moving. <laughs> so if there's pebbles moving, that means they're on the ground, not the ceiling. 
Well, I think they crawl <laughs> around too, right? Like the, they don't just fly everywhere. Well, they normally stay on the ceiling. Well, they're really friendly. I don't know if you want to wake the others, but I certainly do. Okay. The, the things you're saying are what's happening. Yeah. Uh, but are you Ned telling Friends are many, 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 many new enemies. We're not sure which yet. And and I will probably accidentally a little too loud as yes. she is saying that. Look back and say, I don't think enemies would say hello, right? And then I'll back over the edge a little yes. bit louder. Hi. Uh, I hope we didn't disturb you. Um. Again, lots of little whispers back and forth. You tell her. Oh, you should tell her. Then Nicholas. Nicholas is the one that tells them. I'd be happy to talk to Nicholas or anybody. Sure. Coming into your view, <laughs> the little bit of light that you can see, something is crawling up the side of the shaft directly below your head. As it comes closer, you see a tiny little pink nose. Whiskers sticking out from the side, dark little black eyes and gray-brown fur as the fattest rat you have ever seen in your life <laughs> claws its way up the side, its eyes on you. As it looks at you, it says, Hello, I'm Nicholas. Hi, I'm Neb. It's very nice to meet you. Well, hello, Neb. Uh, You're early. I didn't know we had a time frame. You're expecting me? Us? Oh, yes. Why? Come down, we'll tell you all about it. Well, we're going to come down in a little bit. My friends are still <laughs> sleeping, and I, oh, I need to... Oh, you have friends. I have friends as well. Yeah, I heard them all. They're the ones that let me know that your name was Nicholas, so. Hello, hello, are you talking to Nicholas? Yes. Oh, good, good, oh, spectacular. You're very adorable. Thank you, thank you. I look directly at Nicholas too, and, and you are too. I know it. I like a rat that has a good amount of self-confidence. That's, that's really good. You see the sides even of his little rat face, almost like there's a little smile. <laughs> uh, he climbs well, up closer. Now you're almost nose to nose. I'll pull back, not in fear, but like in, mm -hmm. oh, you're coming up. Let me give you some room so that he's not having to be on the side. He climbs up and sits himself at the edge up on his sort of hindquarters. And this is a big, fat rat. Um, as he sort of sits and looks all the way around his little pink nose. <sighs> I feel like I'm back in a subway station. There's five of you. Five, yes. Yeah. And I'll look back and I'm assuming at this point, Maeve, you've probably started waking people up. Oh yeah. I've been doing that since you started telling me that they were all <laughs> responding to things. Five. Spectacular. Just like simultaneous. Says Nicholas. He says, spectacular. And he looks down and he says, five. Spectacular. Five more. Yes. 
So, who told you we were coming? Oh, we know. We know when they're coming. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And is it just anyone you're waiting for, or is it us? Sort of shakes his shoulders a little bit. They always come, but we're happy it's you. But you're early. We're not ready yet. Oh. What are you getting ready for? Come down. We will well, show you. I mean... You'll meet I, Christine. I mean, I would love to meet all of you, but it's going to take a little bit because I, I can't crawl on the wall the same way you can. I need to... Robin has to show me how to do the whole belay thing. Ah, yes. Fantastic. They always use the ropes. How many other people have been here? Lots. Every few years, we have them come. Celebration time. You throw a party in a, in a mine? I mean, I guess you live in a mine. He <laughs> giggles a little bit down below. You all just hear the chittering of rats. <laughs> party, party, party. Party time. What, what do you do to party? Oh, there's food, there's dancing, there's music. I look back over where I'm hoping everybody is awake and says, the rats are going to dance. <laughs> there's going you to be what? rat dancing. Why do I feel like I'm in Coraline? <laughs> Down below. And it's just... deeply unsettling. It did not go well. Little, you know, squeaks of the rats. Nicholas, Nicholas, oh, we thought you were partying, Nicholas. Because you remember, for the rest of us, Neb, we just see you nose to nose with the rat squeaking. So we're That's like, all. it's all we see. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. So this is Nicholas. Nicholas, this is the, this is the, the five of us, I guess. Um, you see there... Nicholas go, Thorn. He, he well, says, the rest of you just see. He's sniffing the air. What is he, he says, charmed. <laughs> he's adorable. With a, with a, with a lisp like that, too, and everything, just like well, that. A, a little bit, but I mean, that mm -hmm. might also be the accent. I don't know. Um, okay. He says that every couple of years, there are people who come and that they throw a party and that they're expecting us, but that we're early. And I look back at Nicholas and say, well, how, when are we supposed to come if we're early? I've seen this movie. <laughs> oh. Absolutely seen this movie. Like, <laughs> that sounds incredibly, incredibly creepy. <laughs> I don't know. I saw, the, I saw this this animated movie a very long time ago that's, that's this old movie and where there's just a bunch of rats and mice and they're doing awesome things. And I, I think, and I look back at Nicholas, weren't you in that movie? Did someone make a movie out of, about you? <laughs> he goes, no, that was my cousin, Fifu. <laughs> I don't know, that, oh, that's the other, the other one. This one was about a whole bunch of, well, maybe I won't go into the, the 
that. Okay. I'm sorry. You just, um, so you said we're early. How Wait, early are, are you talking about the movie where the mice and rats are manipulating humans into doing like crime and terrible things? No. What no, movie is that? Um, no, the one in where the, the, <laughs> the rats are. Of Secret of Nim. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. yeah. Nicodemus and Friends. Yeah. yeah that's the one. That's Bible. Great, but it never Bible. works out But, like but I can't understand anything she's saying, so I have no idea nope. that, that we're discussing film content. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a large rat named Nicholas. Yeah. You, you say that, and I what you probably hear is squeak, 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 squeak. Yeah. Rats of Nim, squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> how how early are fascinating. we? Fascinating. Fascinating. I love to hear that there's culture being made about the rats. I mean, I liked the movie a lot. Uh, ah. how, how early are we? <laughs> not too, not too. We're just not ready yet. Okay, how... Do you need us to wait? Can we help? No, you should come now. As, as I said, all the rats down below. Yes, yes, oh, please come now. We will have the party. Well, well, we'll come as soon as we can. As I said, everybody's got to sleep and then we got to get ropes and things. Hey, as long as uh, we're talking, have you seen a big mirror shard anywhere down there? <laughs> yes, yes, of course you're here for the shard. I can't do my list very well here. Yes, you are here for the shard. Um, of course you are. We will show you where it is. Yes, of course. Oh, that'd be amazing. Wait, if, and I'll turn back to everybody else. Uh, they're going to show us where the mirror shard is. They know where it is. And they'll turn oh, back no. to- Oh no, you can't trust a strange rat, man. I, I, I'm with Silas here. This is very suspicious. Why would a rat lie to me? That's the biggest Why rat would a I've rat seen. throw a party for us? <laughs> Why? It's true. I will turn back to Nicodemus. So, <laughs> what sort of a party is it? That's a good question. What sort of What's celebration? celebration? Besides the dancing and the food and everything, what, what kind of party is it? Oh, a theme, theme party. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you have theme parties? <laughs> I am so. I mean, we do, but it's, it's been a while since I've been to one. I'm not very good at dressing up. Uh, what kind of theme is it? The theme is rats. I mean, that makes sense. I look back at everybody. The theme is rats. I mean. What? That's what A that's wildly what... creative and vastly are they, outrageous. Are they going to eat us? Yeah, are they carnivorous rats? Maybe ask that question. No, I feel like that would be rude, but I... If somebody asked second, me if I eat meat, I'd be like, yeah. I will turn back to Nicodemus uh -huh. and look embarrassed and say, so <laughs> I'm the only one at the moment who can talk to you and yes, my friends... very, uh, very unusual, yes. I'm just learning how to do it myself. So my friends... I guess I'm not doing a very good job of translating because they're a little more concerned. Um, they want me to ask if if you plan on harming us in any way. Of course not. Please, come to the party. 
can I look and see if anything is changing in, in Nicholas's body language? <laughs> I was uh, I can't understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah, why not? I was um, actually just going to ask gonna if be, I can incite it, Nicholas. I think I think um, Maeve can animal handle to try to detect behavior on Nicholas, but you may incite on Nicholas uh, because you are speaking. You could maybe get vocal intonation. So yes, or Maeve, if you'd like to do animal may handling. May I just assist? Okay. Uh, I'm happy to assist on sure, that. Sure, we could do that too. It's just a plus one. So just a wisdom plus one. Okay, and so my insight is a plus five, and I'd love for you to but roll for me to read it. So we're doing yeah. plus six total here. Um, Nicholas seems very excited that you're here. He looks well fed, not like super hungry or anything. Um, he's made no threatening moves towards you. But there are a lot, you hear You hear a lot of voices coming down below. But, you know, that's rats for you. Is everyone at the party, other than us, going to be a rat? <laughs> Apart from the theme, of course. <laughs> Nicholas that's goes, question, you'll have to translate. It's just squeaking to me. <laughs> you know, that's that's um, something I'm getting used to. Um, my friend wants to know if if everybody else at the party is uh, like you are a rat or uh, are there going to be a variety of, of creatures, animals, people, oh. what, um, whatever you prefer to call yourselves. This is a very distinguished party. It is only rats. Sometimes the centipedes can party crash, but we only invite us rats and you. I am fascinated to know how a centipede party crashes, but if they're going to ruin the party, that sounds, no, it's that's not a good lots idea. Lots and lots of dancing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you well, come we'll, now. We'll be there. As I said, we got to, take the ropes on down and take care of everything. So it'll, here's the good news. You said we're early. Yes. Uh, it's going to take us a little while to get down there. Oh, so you have a little more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we probably need a couple more hours. My, you know, get some sleep and everything. Okay. Would you come back in a couple of hours and you can lead us down? Yes. Or you meet us at the party. Okay, where where do we go? Third level down, please. Third level down. Okay. Yes. How many levels are there? There's four levels. Okay, that's that's probably good to know. Okay. It says, be careful. The lift is broken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it squished some of my cousins. Oh no! I'm so sorry. I have a lot of cousins, so it's I, okay. I have a lot of cousins too, but I'd still feel bad if they got squished. I feel a little bad, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sh should we bring anything? Oh, little bit of food. So, so hey, hey, Neb, may maybe like, you know, occasionally tell us what you're, you're oh, saying? I'm yeah, because we I'm, don't hear them. We don't hear them. I'm so <laughs> 
Lauren, sorry, Lauren, I was also getting <laughs> very into the talking to the rats. Uh, Neb will turn back and give you like the cliff notes of everything, <laughs> of everything that just happened. Spectacular. What was your it's... name? Uh, my name is Neb. Neb. It's nice I to like meet you, name. Nicholas. Nicholas is my uh, name. And I'll look back at everybody. Do you want me to introduce you to Nicholas or would you like to introduce yourself? No, you, I mean, you, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. We can, we can pass on the introduction. You can do it, yeah. Your friends are not very friendly. Well, I think they're, they can't understand. Wait, what did he say? Uh, <laughs> Nicholas would really like to know your names. He, he thinks. Okay, he I like am to... Silas. Silas. Silas Jordan. Yeah. Are you sure that you pronounced that right? <laughs> Uh, did he pronounce? Did Nicholas pronounce that right? He can't. He can't say Silas the way Silas says Silas. No. Okay. Uh, he comes very close, uh, and okay. that's Feruza and Maeve and of uh, Miss Robin. Pleather. We'll see you at the party. Okay. Bye. Spectacular. Thank you. And he turns and starts to crawl down, just looking a little bit back over his shoulder at you as he disappears down into the shaft. This is going to be the best party ever. I'm a New Yorker. So, yes. you know. Seriously. I mean, so am I. Yeah, that's I've right. Never... That's right. Okay. It's it's the hairless tail thing that throws me <laughs> off when I look at rats. The giant subway rats? Is that we really are? I, I don't know. I mean, look at him. He was adorable. He was so big and it's round. It's a country rat. Come on. Yeah. Okay. That's a cave rat, I thought. Yeah, a cave <laughs> rat. Living I out mean, here in the woods. Yeah. He so what does he very, want? He, he says that there's people who come every couple of years and they have a party Victims and he knows about the shard and he's going to show us where the shard is. Ah, that sounds like a red flag. Yeah. Really? Robin? Why? Yes. Because it sounds like a trap, obviously. Of course, they know what It's a rat trap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Silas. I should be offended by that, Silas, but that's actually pretty funny. Miss <laughs> um, Robin, it's why would. OK, I understand the caution and maybe I am so enamored with being able to talk to a very adorable rat. Why? Why would they go through all of this trouble? All right. Let me tell you a quick story. I once worked <laughs> as a zookeeper. And, and Did you work at the. Bronx Zoo? Maybe I saw you there once. Yes. They have rats in the zoo? No, this isn't no. about rats. It's about chimpanzees. All right. Chimpanzees, when they find something, they're usually a ball that they'd have in their, in their habitat. And they would come and they would bring it out to show people mostly children. I watched this happen all the time. And they, they hold it out to the children. And when they reach for it, they go, nah, and they try to grab the children. So obviously, these rats, they're trying to lure us in with something that they know that we want. And that's when they get you. So, so did I hear, so the chimp shows their balls to the children. <laughs> And the trust to attack this is a family them? program here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am adult. I'm an adult. I may be a young adult, but I am an adult. Okay. It's fine. Honestly, I, just... I don't think the cameras are following us anymore. Anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. Saying um, <laughs> not to, you know, 
you know, compare you to a child, but you are, you are, you are innocent in mind and easy to trust. You know, you're one that's easy to trust. And, and I don't want you, you know, being bamboozled. Miss Robin's seen some things. Apparently some chimp really nasty chimpanzees. Okay, I'm um questions here. There are some holes in the story to me. For example, we were early, but they didn't know to expect five of us. So they knew we were coming, but they didn't know when, and they didn't know how many, and they didn't know you'd be able to talk to them. That seems odd, correct? Uh, no more odd than they knew All we were. All of it is odd. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless they're t talking about the tour that we were meant to be on with the oh. train. Oh. oh, so maybe they were expecting us from that. Well, we were supposed to be here earlier than this, though. This is oh. We're not late. We're on time for that, oh. aren't we? Well, but late. Uh, he did say they, they always come with wolves. Why are you talking like that? That's oh. that's the accent. That's uh, the right. Always accent. come with what? Ropes, Ropes, because he kept saying you should. We should come now, and I was trying to explain that we can't crawl on the walls like he can, and we're going to need you know, Maybe some we of. Can now. Uh, so, well, we can try that too, but some of you still needed to sleep, and it was going to take us a while to get down and you know use the the ropes like Miss Robin was showing us, and he said that they always come with ropes. And so he, I guess they're used to people coming in and doing the whole spelunking. Did I hear something about you saying they weren't ready for us yet, though, too? Yeah, he said that we're early, but they didn't seem bothered by the idea. And that well, maybe we, we should get down there quick before they, you know, go rouse whatever, you know, trap or, or creature is going to gobble us up when the rat heralds awaken it. So I think it's fair to be cautious. I mean, I don't know if I know the signals for when a rat is lying to me. <laughs> That's such an interesting thing to say. I'm gonna have to think about that. And so maybe there's obviously more going on than we know because yeah, why would they expect us they also yeah. said that people who come are always looking for the shard. So we're apparently not the only people looking that they think are looking for the mirror, unless the people who have come before us, they haven't been able to talk to those people. Maybe they just assume that the tourists are looking for the mirror. Or maybe all I the people thought... trying to find the mirror died. That's what I'm saying. Do we know what happened to the people who went down there before? Did they never leave? That's a question I wanted to ask that little rat. Before he went back I, down in the little hole. I, I, I sh I'm getting used to being a translator. That's Miss Robin, have you ever been a translator before? Maybe I can get some tips. <laughs> yes, yes, I have. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's on my list. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> what were you a translator for? I didn't even know you spoke another language. Sign language. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. You know, rats have really dexterous fingers. Maybe we could teach the rats sign language and then. Oh, that I... is more unsettling things than I want to think about right now. Any okay, of this. That's, that's later. Anyway, Nicholas said that the party is on the third floor and that there's Wait, a. How many floors are there? Four. 
I asked. So it's a that third, I did think to ask. Third so, floor rat yeah. party theme rats. Theme of rats, yes. And that every once in a while. How close were we sleeping to that cyanide? Did we put it far enough outside? Every once in a while, Lauren, 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 Neb is 100% serious. Lauren is going to say this. Hallucinations. <laughs> <laughs> Invitation to the rat party. Theme rats. I now have pictures like images in my head of centipedes with party hats on and dancing oh, shoes. Like crash, crash party next to the punch bowl. Too late. Yeah. Small talk next to the it's, punch bowl. It's all gonna be rats and us. And that every once in a while the centipedes come and crash the party. So we need to be prepared for centipedes, too. How big are Fantastic. the centipedes? That I did not think to ask. I Why Why did they no, not tell us about this when they decided to bring us to a mine for us? Well, I'm sure Party nobody rats. else, I'm sure nobody else on the train could Celebration talk. centipedes and God knows what else. And did, did I hear that we, like, crushed some of their kin to death? Oh, um... Yes, uh, there was oh, a this lot. This is like a revenge trap. There was a lot of cousins, uh, so I, 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 I don't know if, and I'm gonna be more quiet as I say this. I don't know if they know why the lift fell, but oh, so don't mention it cut at it, the bro. party. <laughs> well, the the uh, Nicholas said he was actually warning us to be careful because the lift had fallen. Okay, there's one hole in this story. I mean, there's what? a couple. What is it? What's the one that you're worried about? There's one hole? There's one little hole. Please <laughs> cheese, rabbit. You said something about them saying they always bring rope or they should bring rope. That, but, but this is the first time that the lift has been broken. Yes, but uh, remember, we were told there was going to be uh, spelunking anyway. Um, so either the previous the previous tourists that came here didn't use the lift, or they used the lift for some of it and needed the ropes for other places. Yeah, why are we spelunking? Quick animal when a handling, uh, or just quick wisdom, straight wisdom check for Neb. Sure, just a straight Neb. wisdom check for Neb. I'll go ahead and just yeah. Okay, twenty-two. Ooh. It was almost um, bad. <laughs> it also occurs to you, it's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> that despite the fact that you are speaking and you ha can speak with this thing, it is also still a rat, um, which is not necessarily a a high brain functioning. <laughs> kind of creature. creature um so while all you know all of this is you know uh <laughs> there are bound to be holes of plenty in this creature's understanding of anything you all watch as neb has been <laughs> earnestly explaining all of this and then she stops you know i'd been thinking this whole time with the wolves too 
once I started talking to them, I just assumed that they were as smart as we are. But I don't know how smart any of these rats are. <laughs> yeah, actually... they ain't really reasoning beings, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't want to assume anything. That seems bad. And also, you know, I'd heard about rats and mice doing intelligent things. But now that I think Didn't about you see talking... secret of him. Honestly. <laughs> yes, but those rats I have mean, been experimented on. Yeah. These, these are just... So I don't... There might are you be... certain? No, that's true. But if... I mean... We we have magic, so maybe the rats have magic. But if not, I was just talking to a rat. So Are you maybe... sure it was a rat and not something disguised? Okay, okay. <laughs> we are just. I don't know. Let me see what dream I had. Jokeless <laughs> shark rat parties, but there's not many rats. I don't know how I would tell if that rat was not a rat. I mean, but, Nev, it is incredible that you can speak to animals. Apparently, you can speak to multiple kinds of animals. We've confirmed that now. But I wonder I if I can think, speak to the centipedes and find out why they keep crashing the party. I mean, possibly, but also, um, <laughs> I think it is a good point that just because you can speak to them and understand them, that maybe that doesn't mean that they're evil masterminds. <laughs> exactly. You know, once again, why would a rat lie? That's true. Uh, but, but maybe they're not evil masterminds. But Robin's point is important that just because I can talk to them doesn't necessarily mean I should trust them immediately. That being said, I really want to go to a party put on by a bunch of rats. I mean, don't I mean, we've got to go down there anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, well, I don't even know how to answer that question, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm... The, the answer is yes. You want to go to a party put on by a bunch of rats, right? It's a, the theme I mean, is we have rats. to find the shard anyway. And so... They said they were going to show us where the shard was, too. So, oh, yeah. So right. I got the directions to the party, but <clears throat> Nicholas said that he could also <laughs> come back to the and. Party. <laughs> Did you bring anything? Are we dressed appropriately? He said, "Bring some food." So the I guess the theme is rats. The, theme the food's rats. probably us. Bring some food, and dress bring some of your berries. I, I I I have a couple more berries and some other stuff that we can bring. I don't know if they were expecting anything in specific. They just seemed happy that we're here. I mean, I'm you dressed should, for a I mean, party. Might I? I, Dave, uh, I what I was gonna say is probably terrible, so I won't say. It. I mean, um, say it. No, it's, say it. We need to hear these things. We don't now know how dangerous they are, but if they are, we do have a big old bucket of cyanide. <laughs> Man, and, like smoke them out. I mean, I'm I I have no desire to go. I've heard that. I've heard that the. the, the the, the urban legends and folk tales of mouse kings and all sorts of things in the in the sewers. I want nothing to do with swarms of rats. Okay, I think it's fair. We Particularly rats who have been anticipating my arrival, <laughs> you know, and planning for it, and aren't ready yet for me. <laughs> I just, I'm not sure what that means. 
I don't it's not like they have to set out a punch bowl and finish <laughs> making the deviled eggs. Maybe I'm they be do. really upset if they don't, though. It's supposed to be a party. I wouldn't hold your breath. There's uh. no reason why we can't go in hoping for the best, but being prepared if things go badly. I like that. I think we're all over sleep for tonight, so we probably yeah. should start getting. Oh, the, I don't think I'll be right. sleeping again anytime soon. <laughs> I mean. It's up to all of you. I, I know Maeve and I still had a couple of hours left on the watch. We just we just started it when you I, can. I mean, DM can speed you through here a little and say if if you want to make sure everyone gets their long rest, we can we can okay. Uh, okay. You know, snap that and make that happen. Um, I, I I didn't want to deprive anybody of a long rest. Yes, we'll make sure if every if everyone wants it, we can start afresh with that. Uh, you all can okay. get your last two hours or whatever you need. Um, there was nothing yeah. in the climbing gear area mm -hmm. that would have indicated rats or anything surrounding that, correct? I mean, no. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, not like no traps or rat poison or anything <laughs> like that, no, um, in that way. Uh, you know, but uh, rats in a cave is not like an unheard of thing, but no, there's no like rat preparation or anything. And I will point out not that this is uh not that this will belay all your fears nicodemus looked very well fed i don't think they're waiting several years for a couple of people to show up but they probably have especially if they're throwing a party that has food it sounds sure like they they're not cheese and charcuterie boards yeah oh i could go for a good charcuterie uh, 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 mr robin you want to start laying the lines here and and getting I'm way ahead of you all right let's let let's get this done because i mean honestly if they're do not we want to use us, the the you had that that carbon fiber rope? yeah i only have the 39 feet of that though so oh we can... well i thought that was i didn't realize that was what i cut i thought because that's no. metal core, isn't it? Uh, it? I mean, it's like a composite uh, that's that's uh, as strong as. But oh, um, okay, yeah, but, I, I missed that as well. Yeah, no. Because I'm uh, thinking wire might be an option if they gnaw through rope. Well, we can certainly we use it, it, but it's going to really take us a long time to to keep having to anchor and and reattach the 39 foot length of that there. rope. Well, Nicodemus said that we're early for the party, so it gives it's really nice to have a lift right about now. But. I mean, it's you know now that you've gotten your long rest, it's another two hours. So you know, Nicholas okay. have had two more hours to prepare for his party. Um, okay. uh, you have plenty of nylon climbing rope that came with the gear. You have thirty-nine feet of uh, uh, Silas's fancy rope, um, uh, carbon fiber rope, I think he said. Um, so, I mean, you have everything you need, you know, again, we can kind of, where are you, do you want to go straight to the party? Do you want to, <laughs> Maeve does not head. want to go straight to the party. Uh, well, okay. Maeve wants nothing to do with the party. <laughs> Maeve wants the exact opposite. Maeve I love wants that to do Maeve everything is party. our resident party girl and is like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> this is I don't the, want to go like the one kind of party I have zero interest in. <laughs> no interest in the party. Okay, so what is your first destination? Where are you interested in? We're trying to find though? the shard, right? Find the and shard. So, yeah, the rats say they'll take us yeah. to it. Well, <laughs> at the very least, they can also tell us a little bit more about this this world, too. 
So maybe we can, well, Ned can ask them questions. God, I can't believe I'm saying this. I guess we're going to a rap party. <laughs> I'll be better about translating next time. And if it is a trap, if it's a bad thing, then shouldn't we just go and spring it first? Try to get the shard and get out? Yeah, I'm kind of in on that. If it's a trap, I... wouldn't they be lying about having the shard there? Or yeah, maybe but we not. Gotta go maybe... down there anyway, right? Because we believe it's down there for whatever reason. Well, there's four levels. The map says. Well, we could go to the fourth level and then come back up to the third for the party. <laughs> it's true. I mean, in most video games, the boss is down at the last <laughs> level. So. so these are like groups of, uh, like the entry level groups of monsters. Is that what you're yeah, saying, the Silas? Ads. So you've got like the ads and nobody really yeah. cares about them. Listen, uh, I I care. And for what it's worth, I believe Nicholas and that the rats are just, him? yeah. Oh, no, I was counting the rats as like NPCs, not ads. Like they're, they're like quest <laughs> givers. So they've got like, you know, a million little exclamation points over their head. I mean, oh, I don't well, actually metaphorically, see that metaphorically, just, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's Robin it. is. Robin has her harness on. She's tightening yes. it up. Well, all right. You know, Robin's let's, ready. Let's do this. We're gonna third floor Robin party down first. Straight to the third floor party. That's the plan. I guess. Yeah, let's get this shard. Let's all do right. It. Robin's shard. got the ropes ready. You brought enough for all of you, I believe, to go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, so Five Robin, is, it's taken you yeah. an hour to harness yourselves in, get the ropes all set up, wedge them in with pitons to the stone at the ground as you all turn your back on the edge. What uh, are you using for light in this scenario? Oh, oh um, spe speaking of light, um, Faruza, what, what do you want? Any, any battery? What, what are you left? talking about? Wait, I'm I can't talking. hear you. You're talking. I can't. Everything's I'm talking about the rain. <laughs> I would oh, offer. You Oh, what'd you say? <laughs> I'm talking about the ring, Faruza. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, your ring. Yeah. Okay. I just wasn't, um, you, you, you don't really need this right now, do you? I can hang on to it for you. That way it'll stay. Listen, I guess keep it, but it, it, it's like becoming a little weird, but like, I mean, you can keep it if you want to. I mean, you know, it, it's like all my possessions on this trip just keep magically disappearing or getting cut or lost or, uh, whatever. Okay. So. You know, but also, I, uh, you I'll take you, care of it. you can say things and just make things happen. So maybe that's the trade-off. Maybe you are giving up your material possessions and gaining magic. Wow, that sounds really, really monastic. Uh, <laughs> I like I it. Really, uh, really still am really missing my hat. But um, but yeah, hey, keep keep the ring, Faruza. I hope that it is a light in dark places. All right. And so no yeah, you are all standing with your backs on the edge of this shaft that goes down into the darkness. What I would are you using for light. I would right. offer to do the the fire hand thing, but I think I need, need both my hands. hands. Robin <laughs> Robin looks down, she kinda of turns around, she looks down at you know, she's like and she says, Yeah, you know, when I used to go deep sea diving, we had <laughs> these incredible little balls of light that you would drop down to see the bottom of the floor and and that and you what? just see these balls of light just pour out of her mouth does she just ah! puke light bulbs 
Are you and okay? These, these glowing orbs of light just start to slowly float down. I swap light bulbs. I was just thinking about them, and then they just happened. Are you okay? That looked uncomfortable. I, I, was, <laughs> I was weird, but I'm fine. But look at that. that. A... We have light, oh, and they wow. seem to Whoa. move almost as though they are underwater. As they float around, it's almost as if there's, you know, weight pressure on them from all sides, as if they're sinking into water. Wow. Turn, look down over your shoulders, and slowly begin to pay out the rope as you take step by step going down the sides of the shaft. Are we all going the same time, or are we going different times? Up to you. What are we doing? Silas is good to go first. All right, Silas. Robin will be right next to him. Followed by Robin and the other three close behind. I'll go third and, okay, yeah. Silas, as you sort of lead the way, one of these glowing orbs from uh, Robin's mouth uh, (laughs) sort of sinks down next to you, uh, illuminating this whole area. You can see this is roughly cut rock um, sort of in this perfect sort of square shape uh, for the lift that would have come down through it. Um, as you step down along the sides, they're, they're slick, wet, um, just from, you know, whatever sort of humidity of life that's in here sort of getting stuck. And it gets warmer as you begin to continue to go down. You can feel yourself begin to sweat in all your layers, particularly your reflective pants. Maybe it's time to switch back to the short time. (laughs) (laughs) After going down about 10 feet, um, you look behind you and you can just see by the light of the orb near you that this level continues across the other side of this shaft and goes off into the rock that way. That would be considered the first level. Can can, can I ask a quick question? How does... um, how do these orbs work, Miss um, Robin? Uh, are they are, are they stationary? Are they? They I, seem to move with us, or or just ahead of us. Are they physical? Can, can can Silas telekinetically move one temporarily to sure. shine more light into the whatever this level is? You could try. Yeah, okay. why not? So sure. Silas <laughs> is going to get a really good foothold, handhold. Yes. He's going to turn around. He's going to be like, I'm just going to borrow this for just a second. And he kind of pushes his hand out and the orb's going to float about 60 feet away. Oh. As it floats about 60 feet, you can see that this cave system begins to close down, getting tighter and tighter as it goes back. You can see just barely by the light of this, a little bit of sort of dark patches where perhaps things branch off into smaller caves. All right, so that definitely looks like a cave. And then he starts to bring it back. <laughs> and continue down? Yes. All right, the others, you're, you know, as you are following along, you're seeing yeah. this as well as you pass by. You go down another uh, 10 feet of just rock, and then in front of you, it opens up. Now a cave going up forward underneath um, from where you are. There's no place for your feet to sort of push yourself off. So using again, the resistance of the frog clips, you know, the, the, you know, the clipped way that you're in, you're able to just sort of, you know, push yourself down along paying out your other, uh, uh, the, the length of the rope ahead of you until your feet mm-hmm. hit. This would be considered the second level 
And this too stretches out in front of you, although it seems to kind of go down. And this time Robin will kind of send the light to be like, we need to see down there. This is much shorter. Um, and indeed, you can see almost just an open pit go straight down at the end of this, uh, let's say, hallway, corridor, cave system. Um, it gets real dark, and then there's just a straight down at the end of this uh, shaft here. Uh, we should keep moving. This doesn't look very useful. Okay. All right. You continue down again, about 10 feet of solid rock. Behind you would be the third level. As you sort of spin yourself around on your rock and push that light forward, you see that the floor of the chasm is covered in rats. They climb oh. and crawl over each top, on top of each other like a sea of them as they undulate almost in a dancing them and with uh, no. that nope nope we will nope, conclude nope. this Sorry, episode no. oh, oh, thank you all Ned for is welcome yeah, to I'm the party enjoy your stay and remember <laughs> that life itself is the most wonderful fairy tale good night it's a wrap party sweet dreams <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Erte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.